Mark. Well, great to see everyone. Welcome to Christ Central Church Fredericton, to everyone here in person at 140 Clark, and everyone watching online. Thanks for being with us. As Mark said, my name is Joe Crummy, and today Mark and I are very excited to be able to share with you on our Vision Sunday on this very strategic date of September 20th, 2020. So how's that for 2020 vision? There we go. We planned that out months ago. There we go. All right. Well, just to say, we know the past six months has been different and challenging and stretching for, I think, all of us, we can say personally and for our families and for us as a church family. But God is faithful and God is at work. And God, during this time, just as Barb was just sharing, as Debbie was sharing, really using this time to facilitate our dependence on God, fostering our growth in the areas of prayer and seeking God's guidance. And just as we've been going through the book of Philippians, just seeing that we can find our joy in Jesus Christ, and also seeing new opportunities for us to be able to do things and to serve and to prioritize our lives. And we know that God's been speaking to us as a local church. And I just want to thank everybody. Over the last several months, many of you have shared words with us as leaders. You've given us prophetic words. You've given us what you feel God's laying on your heart for us as a church. And we value your input and we value your ideas and your encouragement and your guidance. That's one of the main ways God guides us is speaking through the body. And this morning, I just want to take a few minutes and really kind of give a summary, a snapshot of what we believe God's been speaking to us, what God's been guiding us and revealing to us. And many of the words that have come from the body and from various ones in our church have to do with some similar themes. And some of the themes that have come through, actually some of the same wording from different people, have been this, of really coming, in a sense, back to the basics, and that now is a time for a reset, a refocus, a recasting a vision, sort of a relaunch of sorts as we begin kind of a new season and a new building, new era. And everything I'm going to share this morning, we're not inventing new values or sort of a new trajectory, but really it's a rephrasing of what we believe God has always put on our heart. But sometimes it's helpful to have a fresh sort of input and a fresh revisioning of the things that God's given to us. And so with that, over the next several months, the next series of talks and messages that we're going to be focusing on are from the book of Acts, which I'm very excited about. I think it's one of the most exciting books in the Bible. And we're going to learn about the early church and how the Holy Spirit came and empowered these new believers in Jesus and how it transformed their lives. But it not only transformed their lives, it transformed the world around them. And how can we learn and apply these things in our day and in our time? And if you've been on our new website, hopefully you have been. Thank you, Brent Smith, for doing an incredible job on our new website. You might have caught a glimpse of our new series that we're going to be uh, entitled For the Glory of God and the Good of the City. So on our website, that's the very first thing that you see. So this next season for Christ Central Church Fredericton, who we are, what we're all about, will be for the glory of God and the good of of the city. So what does that look like? And so hopefully some of you, you're capturing that, okay, yes, for the glory of God, for the good of the city, but what does that actually look like? And so I just want to take a few moments to kind of break that down. And one of the passages we're going to use 
is from the book of Acts, since we're going to be, I'm jumping ahead, but we're going to borrow from Acts 17, verses 24 to 31. And so I'm going to read that out. And the context is Paul is speaking in Athens, and he's speaking to a whole group there. And this is what he says. He says this, The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he himself is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man, referring to Adam back in Genesis, he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And what a great verse. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are of his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human design and skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him, that's Jesus, from the dead. So Paul's just saying in a few verses, God's created us, his creation, to have relationship with him. And that relationship, as we're going to explore through the book of Acts, comes from Jesus Christ, his son. And we're going to see how Jesus' victory over sin and over death and over Satan ushered in a whole new kingdom, the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And that we as Christ followers get to live in that kingdom. And that we get to turn from ourselves and other kingdoms to follow Jesus, to give our allegiance to Jesus, and to follow with his help, his teachings, and his life. And we're going to take a look at how does that get lived out in 2020 in Fredericton and our surrounding area. So I'm going to go over three things that we're looking at for the glory of God, for the good of our city. How do we break that down? What does that actually look like? Number one, our neighbors. That Jesus said that we are to love our neighbors, that we're to serve our neighbors. And as we just saw from the book of Acts, folks, it's no accident that we live where we live, that God, it says, has appointed our time in which we live in history for us to be here now, that God actually appoints the boundaries, the neighborhoods that we live in. And we know, as Paul just said, that God doesn't live in a building, that it's God is everywhere, but God's in his people. But God has placed this building that we're using strategically here at 140 Clark Street in Devon, in Fredericton, in New Brunswick, in Canada, for God's glory and for the good of the city. And we're to love and to serve our neighbors. And one aspect of neighbors is this, we want to love and serve the neighbors that God's placed us in here on Clark Street in Devon, that we want to love and serve and walk alongside our friends on Dune Street in Wilson Row. We want to walk alongside and help serve our friends in St. Mary's First Nation. We've got new apartment buildings, a new apartment building just behind us, a new one going up across the street, new neighbors for us to get to know and to love and to serve. We have other churches in our neighborhood, just like Devon Park across the street that we're building relationship with. Folks, do you realize that within a couple of miles of this building, from Monday to Friday, there are 4,000 students from kindergarten to grade 12 in this community. 4,000 
students within about a two-mile radius of this building. Leo Hayes, Devon Middle School, ELE, Gibson Neal, FCA, Chief Harold Sapier, all within a couple of miles of this building. Wow! No wonder God's been leading us into things like Kids Club and Ignite for elementary, middle school, and our fuel group for high school. No wonder. And we've been asking ourselves this question, and we continue to ask it. God has placed us in this building. How can we use this building both now and in the future for God's glory and the good of this city? And we can envision some of the things we're doing with kids, but also in the future, helping parents, helping marriages, helping our community. And Mark's going to share a little bit more about that in a few minutes. So one aspect of living this out is our neighbor and our neighborhood that we as a church are in. However, the second part of that is to love our neighbors no matter where you live. So if you don't live in Devon or maybe you're living outside, you say, am I excluded from this? Absolutely not. Wherever you live, we're to love our neighbors, not just Devon or in Clark Street or in Fredericton. Wherever you live, God has placed you for his purposes and his plans. So whether it's out in Oromocto or Russia Gornish or Burt's Corner, whether it's in the city, village, town, whether it's a house, an apartment, a dorm, a residence, base gauge town, wherever, God has placed you strategically for his purposes and for his plans. You're there for a purpose, to love your neighbor, to serve, to pray, to invest, to share our lives, that we get to be Jesus in the flesh to our neighbors in our neighborhoods. That's exciting, folks, that God has us in this day and in this time strategically placed for his purposes and plans. So part of living for the glory of God and the good of this city is to recognize our neighbors in our neighborhood and our neighbors wherever we might live. The second part is this, networks. God has placed us in networks of people. God's connected us in networks of people for his glory and for his purposes and plans. And again, one aspect of that is God has placed us in networks in our church family. God has placed us in connections in our own church that we can do more together than apart. And I'm going to take that as an amen, whoever just screamed that out. So we're asking the questions like this. Where has God placed you and I in this church? What are our gifts, our passions, our abilities, our capacities, our resources that God wants to put me shoulder to shoulder with somebody else for his purposes and plans to grow this church and to be a blessing to the city? Where do I fit? Where can I connect and serve and grow and flourish? Taking ownership of me doing my part and responsibility, sacrificing, networking together to glorify God and for the good of this city. And folks, we realize in the last six months, there's been a lot of changes. And some of us have felt really disconnected. And I feel for those watching online that for health reasons and other reasons, you haven't been able to meet in person. It's hard. And folks, as a church, some of our ministries we're doing have absolutely stopped. We're not able to do them anymore, and that's hard. Some of the ministries that we've been doing have radically altered and changed. And we've seen other needs arise that we didn't know before, maybe weren't there before. So now's a good time for all of us to reevaluate, reconsider, maybe hit a reset for our future growth and to be a blessing. And for an example, I'm going to give you an example right from within. 
We've been doing this with our staff. We've been doing this with our eldership team. We've been reevaluating and praying and wrestling through and lots of discussions of where we best fit. Because for some of our people, what we signed them up to do no longer exists. And we've been wrestling through. We can mourn that, but also we can say, God, what new things do you have for us? So we've been wrestling through our roles, our gifts, our passions, where God's anointed us, what the church's needs are. And I'll break it down even more. Our eldership team of Mark and Ollie, Ben. I couldn't do that in the first meeting. Mark, Ollie, Ben. We've been seeking God together, deciding that we're changing some of our roles to better function in our own strengths and hopefully to bless the church and to be a blessing to the city. So I'm taking more of the lead with our eldership team, exercising the gifts God's given me in the areas of vision and strategy, fathering, activating the church for ministry. Mark's taking more of the lead in his strengths and gifts with regards to outreach and service, worship, community engagement with our city, outreach events, Alpha, the building, and he's going to share about that in a couple of minutes. Now is the time for all of us to rethink, reconsider where we fit, how we can serve, where we can fit to grow in our small groups, kids and youth work, worship, online activities. There's so many ways to be involved and connected. Networks. We're part of a network of churches, of Christ Central Churches, and the wider family of New Frontiers churches around the world. We're networked together with other churches and ministries here in the city. And as we shared last week, great to be able to partner with Green Hill Lake Camp. We're networking together that we can do more together than we ever could on our own. And there's a second part to that networks as well, is that we have networks that God's placed us in in everyday life. So I'm asking you this morning, today, what networks of people have God placed you in? You are there for his purposes and plans. At your workplace, what networks has God placed you in? At your school, for all of us who are here this morning, elementary, homeschooling, middle school, high school, college, university, God's put you in a network of friends and community and people for his glory and for his purposes. Sports teams, clubs, recreation, online groups, we're praying, God, would you open our eyes to see the networks that you've placed us in where we can love our neighbors and serve, be connected, and that we can bring a blessing to those around us. Neighbors, networks, the third thing is this, nations. As we've just been singing, God desires a people that seeks him and worships and knows him from every language, every color, every people group, every tribe and nation. All the nations will proclaim that you are God. And the nations are here in Fredericton. Hallelujah. French, English, indigenous, immigrants from around the world, international students at our high schools, colleges, St. Thomas and University of New Brunswick. Our multicultural association keeps expanding in business, trade, commerce, arts, sports. There's all kinds of opportunity for friendship, for serving, for helping, for sharing the good news of Jesus Christ in our lives. And as Jesus reminds us in Matthew 28, we are to go to the nations. Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. And already from our church here at Christ Central, we've seen people go to the nations. We have Martin and Ann Tupasing and their family right now in Southeast Asia, who we support financially, who we support in prayer, 
and because of sort of the delicate nature of where they live, we're not able to share a whole lot, but they've gone into the nations for God's purposes and plans. We have Hope Garden Ministries in the Bahamas with Derek and Jenny Rattree from our church who are serving in many different ways. Kenyanga and Pamela, welcome. So great to have you here serving in Burundi, the Congo, different parts of Africa. We're part of our Christ Central family of churches where we are helping. We've had people go. We've sent money. We've prayed for people in Mexico and Zambia and Ukraine. We have friends who are part of our church who are other places in the world right now. So Bart and Michelle Bile, who are part of our church, are now leading an international church in Tbilisi, Georgia, and we're with them and connecting with them and praying for them and helping them. We've been involved in church planting and going to the nations. We were involved in Vancouver, early days, helping them. Now that church is flourishing and looking at reproducing. We've been involved in Charlottetown and St. John's. We continue. We've been helping other churches like in Wolfville, Christ Community Church. We believe God has more for us humbly in the future for us to play our part here and going to the nations for the glory of God and for the good of the city. Amen? That's exciting. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right, Mark's going to come, and he's just going to sort of flesh that out a little bit of how we're actually putting some of these things into practice over the next few days, weeks, and months. So thank you, Mark. Thank you, Joe. All right, that's exciting. And uh, it's so, so good to see these things and just to get a sense of what God has already been doing and what God's continuing to lead us into. Sometimes we don't see the big picture. We have our eyes focusing on maybe the area we're on. And so good to look on a bigger scale and say, wow, this is what God's called us to. And as Joe said, um, we're working on getting more and more clarity as we go forward, and hopefully you will too, uh, as to where we fit in church life. And if you are not sure where you fit in church life, let's pray that over these next few weeks and months, you begin to get a real sense of where you fit. And uh, as Joe said, some of the areas that I'm really looking to spearhead over the next few months and going on into 2021, are areas of worship for, uh, for the short term anyway, and, but definitely this building and the community and all the uh, involvement that we're going to have in the community and with the city and outreach and evangelism. So I just want to explain a few things that we're feeling God's called us to do in the next uh, few months in those areas. And one of the encouraging things that has happened over the spring and into the summer um, has been an online alpha course which we ran. And we launched it um, with very uh, little notice, I guess. We, we quickly got locked down, didn't we? And then we began to hear that a few people were running alpha uh, online. And uh, we thought, well, let's get in on this and let's see how it goes before we get into summer. A lot of people were locked down at that point. Um, Alpha's been running for a number of years, probably since the mid-90s, and uh, it's always been a place where people can come and explore the basics of the Christian faith. Um, they can ask their questions that they've got. They can express their opinions and their thoughts in a non-judgmental setting. And uh, usually it's run in homes or it's run in cafes or restaurants or different community buildings, church buildings sometimes as well. And uh, never really got run online before. It was never something that was done online because it was always around a meal and just getting together and getting to know a group of people well. So people figured, well, why we wouldn't want to lose some of those aspects. But obviously with COVID, 
We've not been able to do a lot of those things. You can't get together with meals for people that you don't know, and uh, restaurants have got spacings out, and it's just a lot more difficult. But Zoom was one area that quickly shot up, and we felt we could run Alpha on Zoom. And so we did, and um, many other churches did as well. And actually, it worked really, really well. And we could watch the videos together, and then we could get into breakout rooms, because Zoom's got that feature, and have conversations. And it was amazing that people that we never met in person, you felt a real connection to week by week as we went along. And I know a number of us here in the room uh, were involved in that uh, personally. I know Kelly was, and Gary and Barb, and myself, and Emma um, were involved, along with others like Terry Kelly. Um, and Trevor, and so good to be able to get to know people uh, through Zoom. And hear conversations, have conversations, hear thoughts, hear ideas, and see people grow in their faith and understanding over the nine weeks of the course that we did. And actually, the small group that myself and Emma did, um, we continued on throughout the summer. They were really keen. We were pressing in and doing lots of other um, videos that we hadn't planned to do. We even got together in person last week, which was excellent, and just had a meal with the guys. And uh, you know, some of them are from the Catholic Church here. Some of them were um, regularly attended the Catholic Church, even uh, members of staff at the Catholic Church. And they've decided off the back of our online alpha, they're going to run an alpha online themselves as a church. And they've already got lots of people signed up for it, they were telling us. It's exciting that God's gospel is spreading, and we've been able to see God move and work even through lockdown and even through COVID. And we're believing that God's going to continue on with that. So we are going to run another Alpha online again this fall, starting on the 14th of October. It's a Wednesday evening. We'll be doing it just for 90 minutes, 7.30 through 9, for um, eight or nine Wednesdays. We want to encourage you, if you know anyone who may want to do this, do consider inviting them. Don't just consider inviting them, do invite them. It can be a little step of faith for you to have that conversation. But let me tell you, people have got questions. And people come on Alpha, and they're not quite sure how it's going to work. And week by week, they love it. We had people coming, and even through the summer, as I said, and it was beautiful days outside, and I was like, why, you know, I'm surprised that you guys are still wanting to keep coming back. And they said, all our friends are surprised as well. They wonder why we don't want to stay for the campfire and we're going to go inside and, and do Zoom. But they said, you know, one woman said, I love it because I can't have these conversations with my husband. She said, I, I, can't, I can't get a pint with him and say, hey, let's talk about the meaning of life. Because she said, he's not that kind of guy. But she said, I've loved being able to talk with other people who've got these questions. I'm sure there's many, many more people out there. So let's see what God wants to do through Alpha online this fall, starting October 14th. Okay, but as well as Alpha, we are wanting to launch something else, uh, another initiative that I'm really excited about, and I hope you will be too. And this is something that hopefully every single person in the church will be able to engage with in one way or another. And I want to explain to you what that is. All right, let me give you some background. 
A few weeks ago, I was speaking uh, on social media, on FaceTime, uh, with my parents, who happened to be in Portugal. They live in the UK, but they'd, they'd taken themselves off to Portugal during COVID and stayed there for months. And, uh, and there they were in Portugal. So, um, and all this is going on, and they're, and they're watching the news from the UK, obviously, and from Canada, and following what's going on here. And my mom said to me, right at the start of the conversation, and bear in mind, my mom, she's got some church background. She doesn't go to church at the moment. Um, my mom said to me, Mark, what do you think God is doing during this time of COVID-19? <laughs> this was like right at the start of the conversation. It wasn't like, oh, have you had a nice week? Um, <laughs> what do you think God is doing during this COVID-19 time? And so I said, oh, I said, that's a big question. Um, and then I went on and I, I tried to explain the answer as best I could. And I don't have time to explain it here. Um, but maybe another week. Uh, and my mom said, that's really interesting. She said, I've been thinking some of those things as well myself. Um, and the conversation went on for quite some time. And then she said, have you ever, that answer that you just gave me, have you ever preached it at your church? Um, and uh, I said, well, no, I haven't. Not, in, not directly. We've spoken into COVID a little uh, and what God might be doing, but not, not so directly. But it got me thinking. Because as I said, lots of people have got questions. And during this time, it seems that so many people have got questions. Attendance on Alpha Worldwide has shot up. And lots of people have had time to stop and then think, what is life all about? And they've had questions. But maybe some of them have just never had the opportunity to ask that question, to engage with anyone about that question. So what we want to do is give an opportunity for people who we know, people who might be our neighbors, people in our networks, people from the different nations that have come along. We want to give them an opportunity to ask their questions. So we're launching something called One Big Question. And One Big Question has two parts to it. Part one is a survey, and it's very simple. Okay, you should all have got, if you're here in the building... Um, you should all have got a postcard or even two postcards, um, which on one side says one big question, and on the other side, it just has a very simple question, and it's this. It says, if you could ask God one question, and you knew it would be answered, what would it be? If you could ask God one question, and you knew it would be answered, what would it be? And what we want to do in this survey is we want to ask as many people who we know throughout Fredericton and even outside of Fredericton if you want because you can do this online. We've got the same question on our website. You can just click on a link on the website and the, and the question will be asked as well. And we're going to do our social medias and all of those things. There'll be opportunities to ask this question. But we want to ask as many people as possible in our schools, in our universities, in our sports clubs, in our neighborhoods, work colleagues. Think of someone who you might want to ask this question to and just very simply go up to them and say, hey, something like, we're doing a survey as a church at the moment. It's completely anonymous. It's very short. We're just asking one thing. Here's the question. And ask them that question. If you could ask God one thing and you knew it would be answered, what would it be? And then what we want you to do is 
Just do it there and then. You, as they give you the answer, you write down the answer on your card, on your postcard. Or encourage them to fill it out online. Or if you want to email them the question and the survey, you get the response and you go online on our website and you fill out the answers that you get. So we can get all of these back. And then once we've got these cards, you can bring them on a Sunday. And there's a mailbox, the same one that we're using for giving in cash, just over there. You can see it just behind the um, welcome desk. You can pop this in the mailbox. Or if you happen to be passing our building, just put it in the mailbox outside. Or if you see me or any of the other members of staff or elders, um, give it to them. But maybe not everyone like that. I think we. We want to get as many central as we can. Um, and we want to get all of these questions back. All right. We don't need to know who was answering the questions. It is anonymous. But you need to know and you need to remember what question they asked. And we'll come to that in a minute. You need to just remember that. So maybe you need to jot it down for your own memory. All right. We're going to be doing that survey for three weeks until the 11th of October. The 11th of October, which is three weeks today. Now, I know that for many of us, asking that question to someone, even just one question about God, will be a big thing. Some of us will probably already be feeling a little nervous in the pit of our stomachs, thinking, oh no, do I have to ask someone? Who am I gonna ask? And things like that. So listen. We need boldness, and we need courage, and we need filling with the Holy Spirit. We can pray that God will help us in this. Just ask one question. So we're going to be praying tonight at TAG. It's online tonight on Zoom. We're going to be praying tonight for the church that we are able to have the courage and boldness to ask people this question. And we hope as well and pray that this leads to other things. Some people may have a question that they want to ask and talk about some more, and you might feel comfortable having a discussion with them, and that's great if you do. For some people, it may lead to an invite to Alpha, because you might say, hey, that's a great question. Do you know what? I know that question is asked on Alpha, and we're starting an Alpha course, so let me direct you to Alpha. Why don't you consider doing it? It's really great. You don't even have to go out of your home this fall or winter you can do it online for 90 minutes a week, and you will get so much from it. You can invite them to that. It will be different for everyone, but the simple thing that we want doing is people filling these cards out and just getting them back, because then we can go to part two. And part two is this. After the 11th of October, we're going to gather all of the questions, and we're going to group them together so that similar questions are put together. So someone might ask a question, does God heal today? Do you heal today, God? That might be one question. Someone might ask another question, and they say, why did my son not get healed when he was sick? Well, what we're going to do is we'll put those two questions together, and we'll put them in one category. And we're going to come up with, um, and then look and see what the top five questions were. And when we find out what the top five questions are, we're going to come up with a schedule and we're going to take all of the five Sundays, each of the five Sundays in November 2020, and we're going to each Sunday answer or seek to get the, see what the Bible says about 
each of those questions. So you might say, okay, on the 17th, won't be the 17th, on the 15th of November, the question is going to be, does God heal today? Or something like that. And what you can do is you can then think, oh, my friend asked a question about healing. So you can go back to them and you can say, hey, do you remember that survey that was done that we did and you asked a question about healing? Well, your question was one of the top five questions and it's going to be answered on the 15th of November. And you, I can send you a link to watch that on YouTube if you want, if you're really interested in what the answer or how that question is addressed. Or you can come to our meeting and hear it in person. And here's a way to do that. But it can lead, you see, it can lead on to people engaging with the question, the specific questions that they've got. That's why you need to remember what question they asked. Because we're not going to have any names on here, but you will know what your friend asked. All right. I hope you've understood that. I'm really excited about one big question. I'm really excited to see what questions there are, but I'm really excited to see people engaging and having some of the questions that they have that God's raised in them during this COVID time, because that's what God's been doing. That's one of the answers that I gave to my mom. Um, and, and seeing those questions about life answered. Everyone should have a couple. We'd love everyone to do, think about two people. We've got 500 cards altogether. There's more on our welcome desk if you want to take more or check out our social media posts and our websites. And we're going to pray tonight that God really uses this. Okay, that's Alpha. One big question. Final thing, and I know time's going on. Building update. We're so thrilled that we've got this building uh, and that we're gathering here as a church and, and probably much earlier than we thought we would do, um, although some people are thinking it's much later than we would do, maybe. Um, it depends on your time scale. Um, but we've got in here, we thought we were going to do renovations on this building before we could ever meet here. That was the plan. I mean, we just thought we can't meet here as a church. We can't do all the kids' work and everything else that goes on. Well, then COVID hit, and they said, well, you, we've got to space out, and we can't run kids' work and all of those things. And so here we are, and it's wonderful to be able to meet in this building. And thank you so much again for everyone who has contributed their time and their effort and their expertise to paint this place, to get it all set up as we have done. So many different people have been involved in so many different areas, and it looks amazing. And uh, we are excited that more and more people from the community are beginning to come into this building. We ran Kids Club here yesterday. We had kids from all sorts of nationalities and backgrounds coming in here, meeting alongside uh, the kids from our church as well, grades uh, up until grade four, and we had a wonderful time. And we're going to launch um, Ignite. You see the banner if you're sitting in here. We're going to launch Ignite next Sunday evening and every two Sunday evenings, every second Sunday. That's going to be for grade five through to grade eight, and that's going to be a similar kind of thing, but for older uh, teenagers and older children, we're really excited by what God is already doing and using this building for. However, we are aware that it's huge and we've got so much more potential here that we could uh, see happen. And so we've been engaging an architect, uh, DM White, and we've been talking with them about how 
how to do, draw up plans, and they've drawn up some plans. And again, we're excited about them. We'd love to share them with you in more detail very soon. In fact, we're having an all-together meeting on October 29th, I think. It's on your news sheet. Um, October 29th, and Darok White is going to be coming and explaining in more detail the plans, and he'll be able to take any questions that people have got as well. Put that date in your schedule if you want to come and find out even more about that. Because we want to renovate this building to make it even better. We want to get better acoustics in here and flooring. We want to have a great space to run children's work. Uh, and smaller activities from. We want to get a kitchen so that we can do things for the community as well as for the church. We want to be fully accessible so that people can go between the floors of the building. Those are all things that we're incorporating and including into these plans. Now, Darok has sent a few pictures through just so we can get an idea of what it might look like. And these are more the Last time we showed some pictures, they were, here's some ideas. This is what it could be like. This is more definitive what we're going for, okay? So you get an idea. So this is the front of the building here. And you can see the door that we regularly come in over here is actually, that's the window in, in the new renovations. And this whole area where we've come in and we welcome people, that's going to be part of our area for children's work, uh, for preschool and kindergarten uh, and smaller children age. And when COVID ends, that's where we imagine things are going to happen on a Sunday morning for that age group. And so on the left is where we currently have a drive-through. And there's a big gray uh, shuttered door. Tim painted it gray. Thank you. Uh, the other week. That's really good. Um, but we're going to take it out. And uh, <laughs> thank you for doing it. <laughs> And, we, and what we're going to do is that is going to be our entrance area, and we want to make it really light and welcoming uh, so that it, uh, it uh, is visible, uh, a visible building into the community and a very welcoming building to draw people in. So people are going to be walking in there, and then down the drive through which is behind where we're sitting in here, is going to be our entrance lobby. Let's have a look at the picture. Of that. Now, don't worry too much about the, pick, the colors. This is just, uh, these aren't the colors it will be. Um, so um, they can, we can decide on colors, but that, you know, the lighting, that kind of thing, and just a nice welcoming area. People can sit in. Uh, we can maybe even have uh, tables there at different times. I think the plan is for the kitchen ultimately to be at the far end of that as well, so accessible into here and into uh, that area if we're serving any sort of food or doing activities. Potential, obviously, to put windows in as well, maybe, uh, just to give it more light. So, But that's the idea, is that that area is going to be the entrance area. And then coming in, so you can see the door on the right, coming in at the back in this room. And, uh, and, and then this, uh, the flooring will be polished concrete. Uh, we'll lower the ceiling, get acoustics all sorted out. Um, as well, so that it's, it's great. So that's the plan. And this room actually potentially could be expanded a little into the warehouse um, so that it becomes a little bigger than this as well. So there's, there's options for that as well. So those are some ideas. There's more that we can say, and there's more that plans for upstairs and what we're going to do there and this whole room there. We haven't got time to go into that today. Um, but what um, we had thought we were going to end up doing was doing all the work together. And when all this got costed out, 
um, it came to around a uh, ballpark of 1.5 million. Everything that we wanted to do, all of those things that I've, I've just said, 1.5 million. And we were going to do it all together. Um, but now what we're thinking is we want to see, can we do work phase by phase? Because we don't want, if we can help it, we don't want to say we're out of this building for an extended period of time when renovations get done and then we're going to have to rent somewhere again. You know, we're already establishing ourselves in this community. We don't want to be moving out of this community again for a while. So we're working and we're going to be working with builders and contractors to see can we do this in phases. So maybe we start the entrance area first of all and then develop this into some children's rooms and then maybe we, we put the kitchen in at another point and then maybe we do the upstairs rooms here at a different stage as well so that we can keep meeting in here. The good news with that is it means we can hopefully portion out the amounts of money that we need to pay the builders at given times. So we can be praying very specifically towards one uh, phase of work and then once that's completed, we can be praying specifically towards God to provide and for us to do the second phase of work. Here's the great news. We already owe this, own this building mortgage-free. We don't owe any money on this building to the bank. We already have over a quarter of a million dollars set aside for the renovation of this building in our capital fund. That's from gift days that we've had over the last year or so. It's amazing that we've got over a quarter of a million dollars, and we've already spent some money up until now on it. We were holding back a buffer of 60,000, so that figure of a quarter of a million includes that, but we were holding back a buffer of 60,000 because our operating fund, the regular day-to-day -day money that we use, at the start of this year in January, before COVID, was pretty much at zero, pretty much. And we were like, uh, we, we feel God's saying to press forward in faith, to keep the same staffing, to do all these things, but... You know, we're going to hold this in reserve in case we need it to bail out our operating fund. Amazingly, even through COVID, our operating fund now is not at zero. It sits around 90,000. So, like, we've had got more money in during this COVID time. And God's provided in different ways. Our giving from the church has not really dropped at all, and we've had other money coming in from other places, other churches, even government helping as well. So we're in a pretty good place. God has provided. God is a providing God. It's amazing. In fact, let's let's just praise God. Let's just applaud God for His great provision. Thank you, God. And we praise. You. Thank you for those of you, many of us, who have given generously, even in uncertain time. So do you know what? We're feeling we can go ahead and press on and pray towards this renovation program. We don't know, I said last week, we don't know exactly how God's going to provide the finance for it. We didn't know how he was going to get us here today in the position we're in today. We don't know. We trust him. We walk with him and we can be confident in him. God is working in us and through us and he will continue to do that. So we want to tell you more about that at another time. But one final thing, it's a bit like Apple, isn't it, when they go, and one last thing, it's not a new iPhone, um, <laughs> that we can pray into, and we'll pray into tonight. This is hot off the press, and we don't know where it's going. 
But because of COVID, the schools are not using their gyms and they're not renting out their gyms to sports teams in the city anymore. So there were 30 gyms used to go out and were used for different sporting activities, different clubs, volleyball teams, all sorts of different teams. None of that's happening this year. The, the city now, I think they said when, when we spoke to them, they've got two, two gyms, and they normally have 30. So the city are desperate for space, and they got in touch with us. They contacted us and uh, asked us about our warehouse and said, look, could we use that warehouse for volleyball, for other sports? Um, you know, we want to administrate it all. Uh, administrate it all. We want to... Um, fix it all up, but we are interested in, in renting that off you, if you, from you, if you are interested. So we said, well, look, it's, it, it's not really in a very good state. You know, it's just a concrete floor. It's not got any heating in it at all. Um, the lighting probably needs looking at. I mean, it's got an advantage that it's high ceilings, but we said, they said, we really want to come and look. So we said, come and look then. And so Joe and myself met some of the key decision makers in this area in the city this week, and they were really excited. You know, I was standing in there looking around, like going, oh. and they were, they were like, this is amazing. <laughs> and I was like, really? <laughs> they said, we could do this. We could put some flooring in here. We could do Now, they said, look, we're looking at a number of options, but we're going to need a number of options. And they said, we are meeting with the city, the council, this Monday, tomorrow, and we want to put this forward as an option if you're interested. So I said, look, we said, there's things that we need to figure out. And they said, we'll, we'll work around your schedules. We will, we will do some of the renovations ourselves if we have to put some things in. You know, we've got some ideas. We've got some resources. We can bring the flooring. So who knows what is going to come from that? We always wanted this building to be used not just for ourselves, but as a resource for the whole community. And what a great way at a time when so many sporting teams are needing facilities for us to say, hey, we can provide facility for you. And they can come and they can find out about this building and even find out maybe about other things that we're doing. And, um, and we may even be able to get some rental income from that to set off, to offset and to use for the renovations that we're doing. Who knows? It's really early days. So this is not at all set in stone. It's like one conversation, but the city seemed to be wanting to move it fairly fast, so we thought we would mention it to you, one, to pray about, and two, in case you look at all the minutes of the city's notes and wonder why our church is getting mentioned in city minutes. <laughs> all right, who knows? Even if that doesn't come about, some of these guys were like, this is an amazing resource. We've got so many ideas of what you could do here and how we could partner together, and that's what we love to do. And that's what I'm really excited to see. How could we be a blessing to the city, as God says to the people who are in Babylon, in Jeremiah? He said, be a blessing to the city. Bless the city. We want to bless the city. And so maybe this is a way. Let's pray about it. Okay, that's pretty much it. We want to keep on pressing in. We want to keep giving towards it ourselves. You know, we didn't have a gift day in April this year because of the uncertainty. We feel to have a gift day this year. You can give to the Capital Fund at any time you want. Some of you have been giving regularly and faithfully. Thank you so much. It all is amazing, and it all goes towards what God is doing. But we want to have a special gift day this October. We're going to have it on um, 
Thanksgiving Sunday, and then the following Sunday as well, if you're not able to be here, Thanksgiving. All the money is going to go towards the renovation and the development of this building to be added to the quarter of a million. We'll see what we get, and we want to press on. And, you know, let's not wait until COVID's ended before we start preparing for the next thing. Let's start to do what we feel God's putting on our hearts because we want to see God at work in our church and in our community, through our neighbors and our networks and through the nations. Okay, I'm going to hand back over to Joe. He's going to complete this morning and conclude. All right. Thank you so much, Mark. All right. Where's the down? How about you stand? And I'll just go over a couple of things just as we close. So as Mark said, um, on your seats, for those of you here, you've got a handout, and that's just kind of giving you the heads up for the things we're looking at for the next four to six weeks. But please keep that handy. For things like tonight, for example, you might be going, is prayer meeting at Clark or online? We're online tonight. We're alternating back and forth to help those who can't meet us in person. But the passwords for Zoom and all that are on here. So if you can keep that on your fridge, in your dorm, wherever, that would be really helpful to have uh, handy to you. I just want to also just thank publicly our staff for our church and for all the different changes the last six months for Jody and Gemma and Jody and Brent and all the different changes because things like Gemma's role, for example, all of a sudden didn't exist for a season and trying to adjust and they've been patient and persevering and wrestling through and really uh, doing things different. So just want to thank them publicly for that. And just to say, thank you again for your patience over the last six months. We know it's been a challenge for everyone online who haven't been able to meet in person or anything. Thank you for persevering and with our small groups being online and prayer and all those different things. We really value everyone trying to stay connected and even the things that we're talking about this morning. We hope you feel sort of a new passion and uh, a, a relaunch for what God's calling us to do and for the glory of God, for the good of this city and breaking that down into loving our neighbors here in 140 Clark, in our neighborhood, wherever you live, loving your neighbors, the networks God's placed us in, and we just want to see more people network together in our local church and with our churches here in the city and around the world, and the networks God's placed us in in everyday life and the nations. Isn't it wonderful to be able to worship God with different tongues, tribes, languages, cultures, here in Fredericton, but going to the nations. And I just want to pray into that. So Father in heaven, I just want to thank you for every person here this morning, for every person watching online. We believe, as your word said today, that it's not by accident, God, where we live and where we're at. You've appointed the times for us to live. You've put the boundaries in place of where you want us to physically live. And God, we ask for your help, Lord. We do want to live for your glory. And for many, I know, even here this morning and watching online, you're just starting that journey of what it is to be a Christ follower. We welcome you. We invite you to be part of this journey together at Christ Central Church, Fredericton. And Father, we thank you for this morning. God, we do pray into every aspect, Lord, that you would continue to lead us and guide us. Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.